0: Back to the Far Out Podcast. My name is Todd Andrew Perry. To the right of me, once again, Buck Peru Hey, son. Uh, how we doing? Uh, doing great, Buck. the left of us, once again, from the rotating gang of cigar store Indians, the guy who does all the announcements on the show, Elliot Hussein Dagan. Howdy, howdy, how. Is there a middle name, Elliot? Uh, I have a middle name of Taylor. Taylor. Elliot Taylor Dagan. Yes. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like, uh, Taylor Thomas.
1: <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes.
0: That's the only person I know like that. Yeah. We, we should call him ETD. You know, they're like JTT. Uh, or they, they used to... Well, Jonathan Taylor Thomas was really popular. JTT. They used to call him TT. I think all the, all the dudes, because all the chicks liked him. Right. All the fifth graders who are competing for that five-year-old... Five. Damn time. <laughs> Fifth grade. I'm sorry. It's it's been a long day today. And it's been a long day today because last night was a long night Ooh. that has transcended into a long day. And uh, you know, we're coming back recording after a, a couple weeks off, and I'm not gonna lie to everybody. You know, we, we we gang tape a bunch of shows together. And um last night last night um Yeah, what happened? So yeah. What I know. did happen? So last night. Elliot comes by, because I'm like, okay, it's a Friday night, um, and we have a whole bunch of stuff we've written in the interim while taking a break, and so El- Elliot and I were going to get together and record a bunch of production stuff, like all the little interstitial things you hear between the shows, the intros and all that fun stuff, and uh, we had a whole bunch of stuff written, Elliot wrote a bunch of stuff, I wrote a bunch of stuff, so we said, you know, Friday night, Elliot, you know, lives about... Uh, 35 minutes away in Beverlywood, Beverlywood. And so to go from that wood to Lakewood, he was like, you know, why don't I just come by? We'll gang tape a bunch of stuff. And then in the morning we'll wake up and record the podcast. Buck will come by. We'll record three or four shows and we'll get it done that way. So, all right, sounds great. And my wife is out of town right now because she's
2: at a bachelorette party.
0: So, woo, get white girl
2: drunk. White girl fucked up drunk. That's what I was just about to say. Yeah. She
0: getting white girl drunk right now in Solvang. So, <laughs> me and Elliot hanging out. Elliot's gonna stay the night. We're gonna have a good night. Like we recorded a bunch of shit last night, and then we're like, all right, we'll hit the bar, and
2: then we'll come home. And then Buck, Buck walked into the aftermath this well, morning. I had no idea that Sarah was out of town. I didn't know any of this. So when I walked into the pad it smelled like a bachelor pad it smelled like my house
0: yeah and one day it went from like a good smelling home because I have a wife and everything we look like respectable middle class Los Angelinos and then Buck walked in and was like to the what? shit pit that it is now it, yeah it,
1: Todd regressed within less than 24 hours Right, <laughs>
2: <laughs> it, it, it's a bachelor pad at this point and to the point where the kitchen area alone you don't want to be next to for a certain period of time because there's a funk Oh, there's a, there's a definite funk.
1: There is there's some man funk. There's some uh, dishes in the sink that are funking.
2: The funk was coming from some kind of packaged material. Um, it looked like it contained some kind of meat at some point, and also uh, like a pot with I believe it was macaroni and salsa, and, <laughs> and turkey. And, and that's what that's what seemed weird to me was that it wasn't Italian. It was it was ethnic. But it was the wrong ethnicities getting together. And <laughs> it, was, it, was, it, was a, it was Mexican salsa and, and macaroni.
0: It was like, uh, you know, they say I used to have neighbors that were gypsies. Mm. And I used to ask about what language they spoke. And this is what cued me off to the fact that they were gypsies. They go, we speak Serbian and Russian and Romanian and Spanish. And they had this amalgamation of languages they put together. And, and so basically last night. Eastern European Creos. Yeah, yeah, the Eastern <laughs> European Creoles. And so last night, so Buck, what do you, uh, okay, I'm going to ask you, what do you think happened last night based on what you saw when he walked into the Todd's wife free home of just basically me being able to live like I've
2: wanted to live right. for years as a bachelor, mm-hmm. but with a home? There's a lot of Bud Light Platinum going on. There still is. Like a lot of blue <laughs> bottles to be seen around this place. Yeah, it's, it is like you're regressing. You're you're partying, partying it up back back in the frat days and without the wife here which is you know totally fine because she is going like we said white girl drunk right now right just right now Sarah's going whoa like that for some reason I don't know what it is but she's doing that right now in I can feel it
1: yeah I can feel it in the Dutch community
0: yes yeah, people <laughs> She's going wine tasting. So it's like my wife is right now, she's hopped up on White Zinfandel right now. Oof. And they, they're listening to John Mayer, her and a bunch of her friends. and <laughs> wow. they're, they're just like, oh my God, my husband's not here. I'm just loving life because he's such an asshole. Right. And then she's like, oh no, my husband is such an asshole. And then the other one woman's like, I'm about to get married. Yeah. And I love my husband. Like, no, nah, he's an asshole
2: too. I know him. <laughs> no, you don't know yet. <laughs> by chance, are they seeing the uh, Dave Matthews tribute band up there? <laughs> hey, right. Well, if that, that happened, would be pretty up. if that happened, everybody's leaving pregnant. Oh <laughs> I'm gonna
0: get you pregnant. Like, you know, the, the lead singer from the Dave Matthews tribute band would just be like, just making some panty dropping music oh, and yeah. liver pregnant. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, pregnant <laughs> in the liver. <laughs> well.
0: So I feel like I got pregnant in the liver because last night, so Elliot and I we get together and we you know record a bunch of stuff for you, the far out listener. We record a bunch of stuff for the show, and Elliot and I sit out here and I've got a judicious amount of blood light like platinum because low calorie, six percent alcohol. <laughs> you get really drunk off it really easily. I guess so, yeah And it's low calorie. So
1: because yeah, Todd's on a diet.
0: Yes, because I'm on a diet, so but but you get fucked up. I'm, I'm not chintzing on my buzz. I'm hmm. maintaining my buzz. But doing it in a low way, and that's why I've become an addict to Bud Light Platinum. Efficiency, yes. Mm. And so Elliot comes by, we record a bunch of stuff, and then we get, we get it done, and then we eventually we walk up to the dive bar, and uh, right up the street, the Snug Harbor on uh, Delamo Boulevard, and then we walk back to the house. And now it's like it was about one fifteen in the morning, and we're like, we need to eat. Like it's one of those, you know, you get drunk, and then you want to. You want to eat? You and, need to eat something. Yeah, but, yeah. But where I live, there isn't a lot of late night eats. It would require driving into Long Beach and getting a good burrito somewhere. So we just figured we got to go with a little, uh, as the Italians say, cucina povera, which is you know the the poor person's kitchen. We just clean out the kitchen, throw it in a pot, and it, it looked like someone had already
1: done that the night before. We, it was Slim Pickens. Yeah, and, <laughs> it was real Slim Pickens. <laughs>
0: so we looked at my house, and I had some ground turkey. I had a box of Kraft dinner, some macaroni and cheese, a bunch of spices, and a big jar of like stewed tomatoes. The the canned salsa. Of canned salsa. And Elliot says, I got this. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, this sounds bad. He's like, Todd, put on some Britpop. Uh, old concerts from the '90s, and so I, I loaded up the DVR, you know, the the, the, the Blu-ray, and uh, I threw on some old Jules Holland, and we're, we're like, let's hear some Ash and some this Blur, is like your, and uh... this is your in-home gaycation. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you guys it's had a, a... staycation. Stay <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> we had a wow. staycation. Stay me and Elliot. This and so is the next. Elliot point. whips out, and when I got married. Put
2: some Brit pop on. <laughs> <laughs> <and let's, laughs>
0: on. Put some pop on. but and now <laughs> so when I got married, I uh, somebody gave me a. Uh, uh, I know this is I. I, I don't want to be. There's that moment where your favorite broadcaster becomes Hamptons Howie, like Howard Stern, where Howard Stern went from being like an edgy guy to a guy who hangs out with a model in the Hamptons. I don't want that to happen to me. But honestly, I have a two hundred dollar Le Creuset pot, which is like a French <laughs> pot, which you can cook anything in. And to the, the amazing, it was
1: fucking like it blew my mind. I gotta say.
0: So yeah, so we we Elliot just throws it all in and makes a big smelly turkey mess with uh what, what were the ingredients again
1: okay so uh we started with the turkey there's some uh mac or uh, th- yeah it was the mac but not the cheese
0: yeah a well, uh, uh, thing
2: of macaroni and cheese <laughs> so but the, without the cheese the cheese had already been used at the, some other times no so we put the, the
1: mac- cheese aside no no do you chose no cheese we we did have cheese there was cheese in the fridge so mm-hmm. we went with real cheese instead of the powder Ugh. and uh salsa and i think just tons of spices. There's like rosemary and shit. <laughs>
0: Parsley, sage, rosemary, and thyme were thrown in the pot. Ooh. And then we just we just cooked it all. And I w- I'm gallivanting around the house with a blue <laughs> bottle of Bud Light Platinum in my hand, listening to English pop music. I'm like, up next is Morrissey. And <laughs> I'm
2: sorry, you just a gallivanting? <laughs> yeah, I gallivant sometimes you gotta gallivant when you drink a little but bit are you a fucking show pony <laughs> around.
0: when elliot <gasps> when elliot has french crockery on him and a bunch of turkey i gallivant and so that's what we did wow and so you had to witness the aftermath this morning i guess of yes. what happened and it, it looked like basically someone dropped a bomb if my wife came home prematurely from right now it'd be it'd be over and right and she divorced me There is a <laughs> it's a funk
2: Like, there is a smell to it. It is. It is
0: terrible.
1: And it took getting out of the house and coming back in for me to realize. Because when you're in the funk and you're like, it grows accustomed to you, you don't know it, you don't notice, you know. Right.
0: I think that's a truism for anybody in life. Like, there's certain elements. Maybe you go on vacation, and then you realize the life you're leading. Like, you look back. You're like, I'm on vacation. I'm in a foreign land. I'm adjusting. I'm, in, I'm out of context. And then you come back to your context, and you go, eh, this is kind of fucked up.
1: <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that smell, that smell definitely let you know that last night was kind of fucked up. Things happened.
0: Yeah. And, and so all, all the shit happens. What are you saying? Elliot and I, we get to bed at like 2.45 in the morning.
2: <laughs> I didn't smell sex in the air is what you're saying. Some well, fucked up shit happened. That's no, it. Out. Elliot
1: slept in the I couch. I slept on the couch mm. after. Dejected. Yeah, so, <laughs> Mellow
2: out, everybody. Share your bed? <laughs> share your bed. Right. No, I did not share my bed. You did not? Elliot, you're Elliot, getting giggly, giggly, giggly. Giggly, 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 giggly. Far Out is powered by Ancestry.com. We're your great-great-grandparents slave owners. Log in today and see... At 2.45 in the morning,
0: I go to bed. I get a phone call. Oh, that late? I get a phone call at 7 in the morning from a guy, uh, a male, male friend of mine. Again. No, my, my, my buddy Ryan okay. calls me because there is some discussion going on at the bachelorette party because his wife is the one getting married with my wife, and they started discussing secrets That happened during his bachelor party, which I was at in San Diego a couple weeks ago. Shit has hit the fan. Oh no. A guy leaked what happened at the bachelor party. My wife found out about it. She texted me about it. And so now we have to discover the leak. Because I can't say what happened on the bachelor party. Because that's that's dude's secrets. You can't can't, Yeah, you can't say that's man code, yeah. That's That's man code. That's and I'd love to tell everybody on the podcast what happened, but that's you know, you you will appreciate this as a listener because it's man code. Man code there was a breach in security. Do you know the rat? The mole is undiscovered. We haven't discovered of the the, the, the eight guys that won the bachelor party with. Somebody ratted to their wife. And now here's the problem. Mm. Because now my wife is like, I can't believe that happened. Huh? And she's texting me, but she was like, were you involved in the bad thing that happened? And I was like, I wasn't involved actually. She was like, good, I love you. You're one of the good ones. But So now this guy's doing damage control calling me, but you don't call a dude at 6.59 in the morning because 6.59 in the morning, you only get one call, and that's somebody
2: died or it's your work. Emergencies. That's
0: an emergency call. And so I I hear my my iPhone ring at at 6.59 in the morning. Oh,
1: apropos. Speaking of.
0: Yeah, and and so then uh, the phone rings, and I'm like, I'm not picking this up. But now it's this guy trying to call me going, you know, it wasn't me. You know, I wasn't the mole. I didn't reveal the bachelor party secrets. And so. But can you trust him? I'm sorry. Yes.
2: This is the, the soon to be husband, right? Yeah. You? My wife's at a bachelor
0: party right now with so, the woman getting married. And I was partying with the husband a couple weeks ago in San Diego. So he's
2: saying already, I'm not the mole. Right. Nah, it's kind of weird.
0: But uh, Todd hit him up last night, letting him know that it's out. It's out. There's a mole. Somebody revealed, because you don't want the wives to know what happened at the bachelor party, but somebody, some bitch, some guy that we were hanging out with needs to get what I refer to as like the full metal jacket treatment of everybody needs to, when the wedding happens, we'll find out what hotel he's staying in, and we're going to get some soap, not the hotel soap, not the tiny hotel soap that you get, that you can't even like wash your dick with because it's so small. We're talking borax, some big
2: ass shit. Yeah, some
0: big ass ass (laughs) lava soap. Yeah, Big ass thing of soap, put it in pillowcases and like pile in full metal jacket, just walk up there, just beat the shit out of him because then the thing is when you're the mole, you tell your wife bad shit happened and then they tell all the other wives and so basically it ruins the credibility of all men because everybody
2: kept a secret and then the wife goes, why are you keeping a secret from me? Right, like you're somehow implicated in something bad even though you didn't do it and see, that's why your wife didn't call. Say, you know, oh, I heard about this shit. Were you involved in this? Did you know about it? But of course, you knew you were there. Yeah, but you
0: know? I mean, my, my my wife trusts me though. But she she knows that I was not involved in the problem. But she still's got to be like now, like why don't you tell me?
2: Uh, yeah, but I gotta tell you what that w- soon to be wife, she's going batshit crazy. Right, wherever oh, yeah. she is right now, you know, she's gonna go ape shit and do a whole bunch of shit. Right. I bet you. Yeah. That's going to be uh that's a that's got, a rough honeymoon. I got a, I got to one up him, you know, is what she's thinking. So right. she's going to yeah. So
0: so, so now I now I'm I'm, now I'm embroiled in a Watergate and my kitchen stinks. <laughs> <laughs> shit has gone bad. So, you know, I'm just going to ride out this weekend. It's the It's time gonna to come fire home.
1: Spiro Agnew.
0: Right. Get Spiro Agnew the fuck out of <laughs> Call Gerald Ford.
2: <laughs> it's about that time.
0: Yeah, so so shit has really gone awry, and buck you know, and so so then we're, we got to record today, right? This guy when when the phone rings at seven in the morning, and you don't pick it up, you still woke up, and now you can't have a good sleep. Sure. And then what happens is with me, I don't I don't know how everybody else is, but I have a really intense internal monologue, like in my head, right? Okay. So once the guy wakes me, it plants up, the seed. It plants the seed, and then my mind starts going, and then. Um, it then immediately goes into how am I going to talk about this on the podcast? Because when you have a podcast, you've got a real problem because you already have an intense internal monologue if you're going to get into this field. Then this triggers off the internal monologue of doing the show. So now I'm doing the show in my head, laying in bed, thinking, well, what Um, happens with dudes when people violate the dude code? And now I'm off on topics, and so now I can't sleep. So now I got to bed at 2.45 in the goddamn morning, woke up at 7... And now I got to record all day, and I'm
2: tired. I know this is a visual bit, and you hate it when I do this, but Elliot, I see Todd in bed with a microphone, like he's sitting right now, (sighs) just looking up at the ceiling, like with the microphone right there. Just, just he's got a microphone stuffed animal. Yeah, (laughs) something something like that. Yes, Teddy. (laughs) And thinking of it, yeah,
0: yeah, and so that I mean that's its own mental plague, is the internal monologue. Now, I always wonder to myself, how do other people think now i know and i know this sounds like a weird thing but like how intense are other people's thoughts when it when when it comes to just how, how like how your mind's running during a day because you can look at certain people in the world and you go oh, that guy's thinking about something like if you're sitting at a bus stop or at a train station or anywhere where there's a lot of people around or maybe you're in your office and you, and you look over at a dude and you go what's that guy thinking about and I wonder, are they thinking as intensely as I am thinking? Or are they just like, eh, nothing going on? Like we were talking about earlier on an earlier show, like getting white girl drunk, where the, the you know, the the chick's dancing on the table is about to say something but she has nothing to say. Sure. You know, like are other people just kinda like just rolling through life or just are, a donkey with
2: flies around it, you know. <laughs> that's what they're that's what's going through their mind. Yeah,
0: yeah or, or are they like intensely thinking about like oh I can't take a shit and not sit on the toilet and not think about you know the difference between democrats and republicans and their thinking or i, I can't like I, every moment i have an intense internal monologue but i don't know th- if other people are plagued by this or not so
1: your mind's kind of like uh the far out uh, garage right here there's always someone here and you're wondering are other people's minds like the garage when we leave the show and there's just crickets
0: Right. Yes. Exactly. But I don't know. Like I'd love to hear from people about how intense their internal monologue is, because I, I, you know, because mm. there's the old Buddhist proverb, which is life is nothing but a uh, the continuum of your thoughts and everything you've thought. It's your first thought trail that begins when you're born and then ends when you die, and that's kind of your whole existence is basically these sure. thoughts running through your head. And I always wonder: are are mine more intense? or less intense than the average person. I guess you'll never know that. And probably everybody listening probably is um, plagued by the own internal thought process themselves. It's like a Alison Rosen has a bit on her podcast called Is It Me or Does Everyone Else Experience This? Or some, something like that. And I, I, you know, I don't know. And I guess it's nothing you can really ever figure out in life. But then I start thinking about that at 7 in the morning when yeah, somebody just, fucking wakes
2: me up. You just think too much, I think, is what it is. I mean, it's good for this kind of show, you know.
1: Got an opinion? Email us at show at faroutpodcast.com. To stream the show, read Talent bios, subscribe through iTunes, and see pictures, go to faroutpodcast.com.
2: I I am moving up in the world. Yeah, but yeah, I actually get to train people tra- how to do my job. Oh, uh, I'm the grilled cheese truck because yeah. you you work in a. I
0: worked in a environment. Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, no a van <laughs> environment. Yeah. Well, <laughs> everything happens in an environment. It's so. true. But you work on a van that tra- traverses the L.A. area, um, selling basically epicureal. Grilled cheese to people.
2: Slang and cheese, yeah. Yeah, slang and cheese. So I get to, I've trained at least two or three people in the last two weeks, you know, because, you know, high turnaround ratio working with this guy. Mm. So uh, You wouldn't figure that a taco truck has a high turnover
0: rate. You but, wouldn't uh, think, yeah.
2: yeah, exactly. But I've noticed that people I've worked with are actually Carlos Menci and me. Really? Yeah, man. It's like I've trained this one girl so much that she's actually stealing my material. Like, what kind of material is this on a taco truck? Well, it's not a taco truck. First and foremost, <laughs> it's a roach coach. It's Todd. not a roach coach. <laughs> it is a gourmet food truck. Thank you. <laughs> I want to hear the Canadian guy do this. <laughs> it's a gourmet food truck. Thank you, mate. Faroud. And, and uh, so yeah, we uh, we slang the cheese to the people, but she actually like you know. I think uh, one of my bits is where. People often do this where they're like, I want this sandwich, this sandwich, and this water. And they'll put the water right up in my face, like right there, and I'll pick up the water and go, so you want this on the sandwich? Like that, like immediately, because they just throw it in my face. You That's know? why you're the co-host of this show. That's why, yeah. So I go, you want this on the sandwich? So yeah, I guess this one girl was biting that. She... She bit that joke. She was like, oh, do you want that on the sandwich?
3: Because <laughs> you like get a- long
0: lines of people that come up to the truck. So you encou- how many people a day do you encounter coming up to the window of the truck that you have the small interaction talking about the same thing every day?
2: Uh, I will quote Drake on that. Hundreds. Hundreds. All right. Like a lot of, people. A lot it's of a, people. It's a famous
1: truck. Like yeah, For a- people not in the LA area, the grilled cheese truck is actually... One so of the more famous. Sometimes ones. you
2: wait an hour, forty minutes in line, and you have this asshole right here. Like at the end of it. You know, <laughs> it's, it's not too cool. But for but, your hour long wait, you get to look <laughs> in the face of Buck Perez. You get to deal with this
1: guy. Listeners in the
2: LA area, if you want to meet. <laughs> it's a sad thing. Anyway, um But that's a pretty good joke though. Yeah, and then every every uh, three letter name, usually Tim, Tom, Joe. Joe, I start out with like oh uh can I have your name for the R? Yeah, Joe. I'm sorry. Could you spell that for me, please? Because <laughs> I know they've never had the that asked of them. Usually, that's you, funny. You, you would think, yeah. And the, I've had some guys, especially, get really fucking pissed. Like I play. I guess I play dumb really good. <laughs> like I'm just like it's really pretty, well. Yeah there you go (laughs) i'm like i'm like it's pronounced jaw jaw is is it russian i'm sorry what is that you know and you know it it's funny you know so i like that there's
0: a a people waiting
2: for an entire hour to get the grilled cheese and you're just fucking with people up to the front like i'm gonna
0: gonna make this last as long as possible
2: (laughs) up to the point where they're like fucking asshole i'm starving you know it's pronounced jaw you know and you know tim tom everyone like that i always do that and it's always i'm sorry to say it's I do get a buck out of that. You know, usually they're like, "Oh, this guy's at least kind of funny. I'll tip him tip him a dollar." So, right. yeah. Do it for the people, man. You dance for the you dance for the people. So, yeah, basically I think she uh, stole that joke, too. Like I think she the joke came up and she's she's told that she meant see me again, and my buddy who's working the the grill was like, "Oh, what's up, buck? Yeah, how's it going? What's up, buck?" And, you know, she got pissed. She's like, ah, "Don't go there." <laughs> don't even go there like don't compare me to him so yeah it's kind of weird does she does she have any of her own original material that's no. any good and that's the thing that impressed me about my coworker was that he would he recognized game and he's like you can't steal material he was kind of saying like bring your own shit you right. know yeah yeah don't don't fucking steal his material so I, I appreciate that i didn't know he was that much looking out for me you know because in comedy clubs that that shit gets taken all the time you right know? yeah so it's like I have someone like in the crowd working for me. That's that's good. You you may have to dress her
0: down at a certain point, be like, "Yo," or maybe if she has some bad jokes, punch up her shit. Like if she's got (laughs) the guy named Joe that comes in and she does some really bad, like Joe the plumber, or some like bad joke like that, then maybe you could punch up her shit just to
2: give her that. I'm on top of you. I see your game. I raise your game. I'm done. Just show her up. Yeah. Yeah. See, the thing is, I will hardly work with her because she does the same job I do. So, it's like I just train these people and they steal my shit.
1: See, yeah, but the the problem is like you're training them uh, and they're thinking that part of their training is your material. You're getting like (laughs) uh, Jungle Cruise from like Disneyland. Right. Where they got the jokes and you're hearing the same jokes, but they the same jokes for the last 50 years now.
0: Yeah, oh, I got gotcha. you. I always figured that that would be the greatest job of all time, is being the Jungle Boat cru- Cruise guy in uh, Disneyland. Because in Disneyland, you have the, the Long River, and you have a guy who's like on the um, like the little megaphones, It's like, oh, okay, right, right here now we have a... Todd, you do that. It's called a podcast. Yeah, it's <laughs> true. They're stuck with you anyways. <laughs> Yeah, that's true. They're stuck, on, but they can stop it. When you're on the jungle boat cruise, you have a captive audience because they're on a boat. It's like no one can just jump off into the water. But they do the same material every time. Like uh, right over here, if you look to the right, you'll see the famous rain bird, and it's like a sprinkler. You know, hilarious. Yeah, I, I love. It. And I was like, man, I would love to do that gig. Like if they paid me well enough, like just to sit and all day rehashing the same material, making jokes, it's like so. So where are you guys from? Orlando, and then but but then you see people from Orlando every day. See that you got you got your own material. You're making everybody laugh. They're enjoying, and everybody's in a good mood at Disneyland. Nobody goes into Disneyland like I'm
2: pissed off. I'm at Disneyland. I I do. Anyway, um, (laughs) didn't they? uh, I noticed last time the Jungle Cruise thing. Didn't they take out the tourists that were about to get eaten by the hyenas? Really,
1: uh, I, I can't remember. It's been a. I went there not too long ago, but I can't remember exactly. But I remember it, it was a lot different. Because when from I we was a kid, when
2: I was a kid, there was a bunch of hyenas around one like tree thing, and a bunch of tourists like, oh no, right. were about to get eaten by the hyenas. I always thought that was cool. It was a rhino. Is that what it was? Oh, yeah. Yeah, it was the, hey, the rhino, rhino. Was about ready to put his um, horn up their ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Yes. And what they you take that out? Come on, that's the fun part. I I blame liberalism. Mm. <laughs> mm. I blame Obama.
0: Mm. I blame the economy. Yeah, you know, when I w- worked at Sears, when you I had so- a lot of
1: material or what?
0: I had a lot of material because I used to sell refrigerators, and so I would um, sit and someone would come in looking for a refrigerator, and every day you you'd kind of go through the same speech. We'd figure out you know what size they're looking for. Or whatever. And I would tell the same jokes sure. in my presentation. And I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to think of what some of my fridge-selling jokes were. That was a while ago now. Some of them were in Spanish. <laughs> I, I, I would love frio. to hear those. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's cold, yeah. You, you speak in Spanish. <laughs> yeah, hilarious in the it fuck oh, it. I can sell a refrigerator in Spanish. Uh, one, one of my favorite ones is like, Es una máquina de hielos. Ice maker. Huh. And then uh, doble... Double A doors. <laughs> Double A doors? <laughs> doors? not it. Wow. That's not it. Dos Dores? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know if that's it, but. Yeah, that sounded better. But I, but it was true. It's just like with the grilled cheese truck. Like everybody in life for their jobs, maybe they have some kind of script they have to go through. Um, I, I used to uh, do, you know, I, I, and then you get them to the register and then you'd have your own routine for the register or whatever. But the, the, the key was, much like with this podcast, Delivering the same jokes over and over again and making them sound new and original.
2: Exactly. And, you know, the people on the truck, they've heard me tell the same jokes over and over and over. Yeah, they must be fucking sick
1: of it. They hate it. (laughs) But but they don't
2: hate when they get good tips at the end of the night. Right. That's what I tell them. I'm like, look, you guys have heard this shit. I'm sorry, but I'm going to tell the same jokes again.
0: It's kind of like being my wife. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> because the other day we were we're checking out in Palm Springs and uh, we're checking out of the hotel or whatever and there's another couple that's checking out at the same time and uh, you know we're, we're we're me and my wife are staying next to each other and this couple's waiting they're the next people to check out we're dealing with the people at the uh, checkout thing and um and they were newlyweds and then I start working material I was like you know the thing about being married is cheers you, you,
2: you, and I'll, I'll say exactly Un- what I said. Unsolicited, like comedy. Oh,
0: Oh, yeah, so,
2: <laughs> uh, we did not. Ask hey, come this. here. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going on.
0: I go. You know the thing about being married is, which I didn't realize going into marriage, is you have to answer for everything twice. Like if you do something fucked up, like let's say you get a ticket, like let's say you get a parking ticket, right? True. You get a parking ticket. Normally, you're pissed and everyday life if you're a single man you get a parking ticket like oh my god you know depending on where you got it. if you got in la it's 68 dollars. oh drunk c's calling me
2: mm. all right we got to put this on the show mr c
0: hey siano hey,
2: it's it's amusing to me that we Wait, can't do the one bit that i want to do but we're doing this bit right now <laughs> right. you know what i'm saying all right here we go uh, uh, Sianna, real quick, I'm recording the
0: podcast right now. I got I got Buck and uh, my buddy Elliot right here, so I'm gonna have to call you back. Okay. All right, no problem. Man. What's up, man? Drunksy in Georgia. So,
1: um, and much like Sarah, I've also heard this bit a million times.
0: So I'm, I'm I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, the thing is, when you get when you get a parking ticket, normally you're like pissed. You're like, oh man, it's me fifty eight bucks. I gotta I gotta you know, it's it's a whole pain in the ass thing. But when you're married, you're like, you're not mad about the ticket you're mad about the fact that your wife has to hear about the ticket and you have to have the conversation. You have to to explain this shit now. Your problems in your life are no longer about you having a problem. It's about, Mm. fuck, I gotta explain this when I get home. It's like when you're a little kid and you do something bad in school, you're like, shit, mom's gonna have my ass. Don't tell dad. Don't tell dad. Right. Now, but that bill's gonna come and she's gonna see the ticket. She's gonna be like, all right, honey, I parked in a red zone in Venice Beach or whatever. And so... I'm sitting at the checkout place in um, Palm Springs and I turn and I go, you know, the thing, the bad thing about being married is you got to answer for everything twice. And my wife just rolls the eyes. She just rolls her eyes and goes, I've heard this before. And then she cuts me off in the middle of my material, which I'm trying to give to this couple, which is new material to them. Wow. Wow. I, and you know what?
1: Uh, I have to uh, chime in because you used to say like Sarah doesn't think you're funny. And she rolls your eyes like every time you tell a joke. And uh, now that we've hung out more together as like a couple.
0: Yeah, we hang out with your
1: your girlfriend. Yeah, I
2: thought you meant you you two (laughs) hung out as a couple. I'm sorry. Uncomfortable. Uh, Go
1: ahead. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, uh, I've actually seen it and Sarah... Definitely does not think you're funny.
0: (laughs) (laughs) My wife does not think of Podcast listeners, (laughs) hundreds of people out there find what
2: we do funny. My wife,
0: she... Not amused. Just doesn't
2: have the patience for it. I think, like you said, she's heard it all before. And by this time, when you're doing it in public, she's heard it like at least five times. Right. She's heard it in front of other couples. She's heard all my material. Yeah. Like my dad, when we go to uh, Taco Bell, he'd order a, you know... What is it? McRib or something like that? Uh, you know? McRib at Taco Bell. Exactly. Right. You do shit like that or talk I'll buy that.
0: I'll buy that premise.
2: Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like go to ta- go to McDonald's. I want a taco. You know, you just do that. Two tacos, please. Ha ha ha. You know, <laughs> of that type of thing. That's funny though. That's material. Yeah. But
1: but yeah, as if if you're that son, you're like God. Exactly. Damn it! Yeah, every, <laughs> Stop doing
2: every this. Every restaurant, this had to happen. <laughs> you know, just gonna like putting the. Waitress or whoever off kilter, but
0: so I'm working dad material, but I don't have kids. Mm, is what the problem is. I think basically. so, yeah. I, I'll run through some of my dad's material real quick because uh, my, my dad, uh, Ron Perry, it's like I, my, my parents divorced when I was two. Like, uh, my dad is a really, really funny guy when he's not being grouchy. And so, my dad has some of his great jokes, and one of my, my dad's greatest jokes is, um, what does La Quinta mean in Spanish? Wow. Yeah. Next to Denny's, because whenever you see a La Quinta hotel, it's next to, to Denny's, and he used to always have a, you know, the Mexican weather forecast. It's going to be a chilly today and hot tamale Yeah, no. yeah yeah All right, so maybe <laughs> do, maybe yeah, Ron exactly. Perry doesn't have great material. My dad grew up in West Virginia and told me once that when he was in like the fifth grade, they had a talent show. and this was the 1950s in West Virginia, and he performed in Blackface. Wow as a child who's this your dad my dad because he grew up in west virginia and that was just what you do and so i just 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 normally what you do like normally
1: you just slap on some blackface it's go tuesday out. it's al jolson <laughs> right.
0: and, he, what the hell? And, he, and he told me that's like he's like i'm sorry it happened i grew up in west virginia and that's and you do the hands out and then he goes i perform it, and i god damn it i wish i had a photo of my dad in blackface <laughs> wow. i mean it's totally wrong blackface is totally wrong but West Virginia, 1950s, you're a little kid. You don't know what's going on. You just do it. You know, people say weird shit when they're kids. I don't know. But my dad was a former blackface performer.
2: <laughs> and I'm sorry, he did this on the regular?
0: No, I mean, he didn't like go out and open up the local Dairy Queen and blackface. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. They did it for their school. And it, he once told me, he goes, you know, it was West Virginia. And West Virginia today is not a progressive part of the world, it's like one of the most racist. Parts of America, sure. And uh, my dad said, you know, there was a Jewish kid in the neighborhood growing up in Huntington, West Virginia. I said, what, what was up with the Jewish kid? He goes, oh yeah, his name was Stanley Boost. And so we just stand on his lawn and yell, "Stanley Boost is a Jew." <laughs> oh, and just, Jesus! And they just yell at him, and that's what they did. Now my dad's a my dad, you know, he was a successful guy or whatever, and not not a racist in any way or whatever, but just growing up, that's what he dealt with. Hmm. I don't know where this conversation has gone for this yeah, whole exactly. show Jeez. this whole show was
1: uh, this is like a Kira show we're talking about death in a
0: second it's about to be there <laughs> I'd thank Buck Perez for showing up at the Far Out Podcast hey thank you I'd like to thank Elliot Dagan thank you I'd like to thank the Far Out listeners and uh, throw up your comments um If you're driving home, don't drink. And if you drink, don't drive. And uh, love you guys for listening. And uh, hit us up on Twitter, at Todd A. Perry, with one D, at Buck Perez. Elliot Deggett is not on Twitter. Facebook, Far Out Podcast. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back soon with another show.
3: What can I do? How can I show you and let you see? want me to be.